0: Hi, everyone. Sharon Anderson here from the Cape Cod Writers Studio. Um, we're here today. I know I promised to um, do a podcast on um, Microsoft Word, but I have a something else happened, <laughs> and I have something totally different. So here's the podcast. The title of it is, What Will This Book Cost Me?, I was curious about this topic. I never seriously gave this much thought because I publish my own books and some of the costs are circumvented, but not all of them. As we chat, I will let you know the difference from my own background. What does it cost to independently publish a book? In this podcast, I'm going to cover some of the costs to write and publish your book. Let's start with research. That's difficult to put any monetary value here as what you're using is your own energy unless you have a research assistant. How many hours do you spend reading or searching the web for information? How many trips to the library? Or the cost of actually going to the site if needed? In the 1800s, a writer had to either spend time in a location if he was stationed in India while in the army or travel with their family or family members to different locales or countries. Unless the writer writers were independently wealthy or were sent on the grand tour traveling the continents, their research was limited to library research, no internet, and hours of reading and study. Aren't you glad we have (laughs) internet? Okay, right. How many hours, even at minimum wage, do you spend at your computer or on your laptop, writing scenes, plots, outlines, character sketches, and more? What software do you use? Scrivener? I use Scrivener. The cost is approximately $59.99. Plotter, sometimes I use plotter to do my um, outline, if I do an outline, (laughs) and that roughly is about $25 a year. Once you buy Scrivener, that belongs to you. Most of this may be accomplished on your old laptop or word processor. (gasps) Oh no, did I say that? I was fortunate to have the funds to purchase a new iMac. I was retired and into my seventies. Before that, I used several hand-me-down PCs, and before that, handwritten notebooks. Number three, rewrite, or AKA editing. We should always edit our own work, even if we're going to send it to an editor side note you know i always cleaned my house the day my cleaning lady came because i didn't want her to think i wasn't clean does that resonate with you cleaning up your manuscript before you send it to your editor who's going to rip it apart anyhow you would not be a good or passably good writer if you didn't clean up your act editing is so important I could do a podcast on that topic all by itself. Stay tuned. Tools our writers recommend. And this is our, from our writers group Grammarly is one, and most of them have Grammarly on whatever device they're using. Or Pro Writing Aid, which is another one, it's a little different from Grammarly. In some areas, it's a little more sophisticated, in other areas, it's still the same. Both are excellent editing and writing tools, and both have free versions. Windows has a grammar checker built in. You know those little blue and red underlines? So, you can save money here. Number four, professional editor. No, you can't save here. What more can I say about this? Find yourself a good editor. The easiest way to do that is to ask one of your writing friends who they use, that which eliminates the hassle of finding a good one on your own or being disappointed. Remember, there are different editors specializing in different areas. There are line editors who will read your copy line by line, checking punctuation and usually spelling. Your content editor, a little different, will read your chapters for content, flow, character development, plot strength, and more. Costs, the range is all over the place. So um, rather than giving you a price here, um, one place to start, uh to go and look this up is on um <clears throat> www.fiverr f is in frank i v is in victor e r r dot com fiver. they also have other things on that site too it's kind of broad but it's good uh format your book what exactly does that mean when you take a book from the library or purchase one And I'm certain you've done that a few times already. The book has a beginning, chapters, and an end. Someone took the time to format it. Traditional authors may, uh, you may or may not need to know this. Your publisher will do this for you unless unless you've already done it. However, if you're going to self-publish your book, then you have to know what to do. The first thing you need to know is what size book do you want. A six by nine is the default standard in KDP. I publish mine in smaller sizes because I love paperbacks from years ago when they were pocketbook size and you could carry them in your pocket or the pocketbook. My next suggestion is to tell my clients to go to their personal library and find a book size they like, measure it, and then let me know. Uh, Side note, when a client comes to me to publish their book and I ask them what size they they want, they flounder because they have never thought of this before. Uh, Chapter please try to break your writing down into chapters. What constitutes a chapter or chapters? In writing, a chapter usually encompasses a segment of your story that moves the plot and characters along. Chapters usually have numbers and possibly a title, sometimes. Now, in self-publishing, if you're going to do a book, you have to set it up right and this is how you would set it up your front matter which uh in publishing terms refers to the following pages your dedication your acknowledgments, your copyright page your prologue if you have one your introduction your table of contents then come your chapters and after your chapters are done and your story's finished, we're into back matter, and that is any bibliography, endnotes, references, your author's bio, and more by this author if you've written more books. Thank the reading a, a page where you thank the reader, and um, and the last thing would be a refer a review or referral page. I've written several books on this topic. Writing as a retail business is one that (laughs) comes to mind. I've written several, so. Now we're gonna take a break right here because uh, time to do a commercial. So take a break, relax, we'll be right back, thanks. Hi there. We're taking a little break here so I can tell you about anchor.fm. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor.fm was suggested to me by one of the staff at the Cape Media Center a few years ago, and I've been using it ever since. I recommend it to my writers who would rather write than struggle with some complicated podcasting programs. To make a podcast on Anchor.fm, Set up your account, easy. Record your episode, publish it, and you are out there on Anchor and Spotify, which is pretty amazing. They also give you an RSS feed in case you want to spread it around to other podcasting sites. What I like about it is you can do everything from one screen, no pre-recording, on another device waiting for it to download you know the you know the drill on anchor fm you can create store publish and have awesome feedback to know how many hits you you have per episode if you want to do a podcast what are you waiting for now back to my podcast did i mention it's created on anchor fm the easiest way to make a podcast stay tuned hi everyone we're back and let me see um i i ended with um i've written several books on this topic okay next we're going to talk about microsoft word now not a big splur about it just a short one um, this is the industry standard for publishing your book, although other, fo- other forms are accepted. However, the final copy for a print book on KDP and also from um, IngramSpark, they want it sent in a PDF. If you're using Word, bravo. This is one powerful program and has many features even I was not aware of until one of my students put me wise. The next thing is editing services. And again, I direct you to Fiverr to give you some ideas of costs. The next one uh, segment is beta readers and who are beta readers? As the name implies, beta readers are the second readers to read your completed manuscript. I usually send my writers to their local libraries to find one. Uh, Rule of thumb, three beta readers at least and not more than four because then you get very confused. Uh, Our beta readers are allowed to make suggestions and give back an overall view of what they thought of the book. Beta readers don't usually edit. So if your beta reader is starting to edit your manuscript, that's not good. She really doesn't have to. Beta readers are pure gifts because they are the front line of our readers and gives you an indication of what people are going to think about your book. These readers are volunteers and you can thank them somehow with maybe a gift certificate or something, a little gift card. Number eight. Have your cover created professionally. And I cannot (laughs) emphasize this enough. Uh, Your title and your cover are the first hooks to hook your reader. We talk about hooks. Um, The five hooks to hook your reader is your title, your cover, your blurb, which we'll talk about in a minute, Um, your first chapter and your bio. Those are the five built-in uh, hooks for your book. Uh, make, ble- <clears throat> make sure if you're going to write your blurb that you write it and run it through Grammarly or, po- or Pro Writing Aid. Number nine, search for a publisher printer servings. Hello, <laughs> these costs range anywhere from nine hundred and fifty dollars to five thousand dollars so I'll let you decide this because every publisher does has different they offer different things some will do your your editing for you some will help you with your cover so you need to check that out yourself but those that's the price range right there an ISBN number. Now, every book, every print book, has an ISBN number. Uh, some of them, some printers, some publishers re- request um, an ISBN number for the uh, for the ebook too, but not usually. Um, you can purchase your own number from Bowker Boker, B-O-W-K-E-R, for around $150 for a single number, or KDP gives you one, and the imprint will read independently published. Hmm, wonder where that came from. Also, IngramSpark will give you one free also, but it locks your book to them. If someone wanted to find out more about your book and who published it, their research would show IngramSpark. Unless, unless uh, I don't know if there's a place on when you're setting up a book where you can put your own publishing company in there. I don't know. Basic, the BISAC categories, B-I-S-A-C categories. You can look them up ahead of time. These are industry standard. They haven't changed for years. <laughs> they're still there, and they're still... Um, The same pretty much they've added a few more but uh, you can look them up ahead of time, or you can allow your publisher to do it for you. Um, Most of my um, the people that I work with, you know, to publish their books. um, They usually leave that up to me. Okay, and we've already discussed um, front matter and we've already discussed the back matter in your book. So understanding genres. Uh, This is a good point because you need to know where your book fits in. And you know, difficult sometimes. I'm still searching for the correct one for my series. Uh, Let's talk about reviews, which down to number 15. Paid or not. Now, um, For free reviews, um, if you uh, qualify, you can get a review on Goodreads. Um, Other than that, uh, I recommend two sites. We all want reviews for our books, paid or otherwise. Two reviewing platforms that have been around for years and carry a great deal of respect are Publishers Weekly, they started in 1850, and the cost to get a review on Publishers Weekly is $450. Kirkus Review, which is another one, uh, started in 1933, so they've been around for a while. They also charge $450 for a review, but when they have, when you have that sitting on your book, uh, it tells people that you can't i'm going to use the hallmark that you cared enough to send the very best well you cared enough for your book to um, invest that money into it so there are other review sites out there that'll review your book but remember your name is on it so choose carefully number 16 ratings i'm going to use amazon Uh, These, uh, because it's kind of the basic biggest one at this point, these are determined by the number of purchases, the number of reviews, and the algorithms. Now (laughs) algorithms is a, hmm, how shall I say it? It's kind of hidden, Uh, you know, um, and the algorithms change daily, sometimes hourly, but one thing that's for certain is the more purchases reviews the better okay number 17 social media <laughs> i bowed out of this one you play with this one i'm not a fan so um i'm sure everyone has uh, some kind of social media so i'm going to summarize but i'm not going to summarize this week in next week's podcast, I'll give you some of the costs and give you an idea of how many books, ebook and print book, you will have to sell to break even or to become a bestseller and be profitable. Now, this podcast, ah, I think I'm done for this, this segment, anyhow. This podcast is hosted by F, Anchor FM and can be heard on the following sites. Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and also on our website, www.capecodwriters.net. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week. Stay tuned.